These nuts. <laughs> Got him. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Dumpster Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Langley. With talented talent tower. Alrighty. Well, this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about video games, a little bit about tournaments and different things going on in the gaming community. So, if that's something that interests you, then you know, just stay tuned, and listen it, up, and learn if it a little doesn't, bit. Just leave. You can leave. I'm honestly good with it. I'm pretty much talking to myself at this point. Yeah. It, it's more about it's more about me than anyone else, really. I mean, true, and also me. And also, if you guys like video games, go ahead and uh, drop a like down in the chat real quick. And uh, hit that little bell while you're at it and get notifications. Even though I don't know why you'd be getting notifications about any of this. But anyway, so the first topic of today, we're going to talk about... Um, Moist Criticals, a.k.a. Oh Charlie, a.k.a. Penguin Z.O. Dude. His, his challenge to all the Halo players out there that was just recently beaten by... I can't remember his name. You know, what is his name? It was, uh... Shoot. The guy, the guy had a name. We're really showing our effort here right now. We, we, did, we did no research. See, the thing is, minimal effort... True. Is the motto. Minimal effort makes the best product. Um, it was something Volin. Uh, Jervalin? Uh, it was Jervalin. Yeah. It was Jervalin, yeah. Okay, so, basically, Moist Critical put out this, um, this, this little challenge. He, he, he basically, I watched the initial video, like, it was like a month, it was like 40 days ago is what he said, which yeah. was really ironic because it, it's like, one of those biblical things, like, 40 days and 40 nights, the people, oh. you know, worked there, worked really oh. hard. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm getting ahead of, I'm getting really ahead of myself. Okay, so, the challenge was to beat the entire game of Halo 2. Okay. Without dying one time. In legendary difficulty mode. Right. With all schools turned on except for Envy. And for those of you who don't know... If, like, for people who don't know, that is basically impossible. No, like, it was. Nathan, if you take one more try, <laughs> I'm gonna freaking freak out. But basically. But, like, um, most people thought that this was in, literally impossible to do in the game. No, and that's that's why, up to this point, like, he, open, he opens his initial challenge video by saying that no one has done this in the history of gaming. No. Because it's pretty safe to assume that. Because basically, I'll break it down for you guys. There are different levels of difficulty in campaign games, yeah. as most of you know, if you're still listening this far into the, into the podcast. And those make, you know, enemies shoot faster, um, the AI smarter, you know, different things like that. Yeah. It'll, it'll change different elements to make the game more difficult for you. And, uh, yeah, so... Legendary difficulty is the most difficult setting in the in Halo 2. In you know that I think in all I think that's, what, that's how they do it in Halo. It's just yeah. legendary is the highest you can go. But the schools make it more difficult. And then right? yeah, schools are basically additional modifiers. It's something you add on to the game. And then 
with that it makes it even more difficult. So like if you're doing legendary with like a few, even a few schools, even one school on, then you know it's making the game much more difficult for you. I mean, I watched the video. It basically made like on top of a ton of other stuff. I'm sure it made all the enemies invisible. Yeah. <laughs> And so you can't see what you're getting hit by. All you see is like a slight blur on the screen where the enemy is. And you have to spot that to actually shoot and kill the enemy. And what is it, like four hits? And you're dead. If not less than that. Yeah. You... Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. And how do, you, how do you heal in that game? I don't... Okay. I think every now and then you'll find like these pods and they'll give you like shield. Well, oh, that's nice. Kind of like Fortnite. That's nice. <laughs> Fortnite moves. Fortnite. But, but, um, but yeah, basically, for someone to actually complete this challenge would have been... Re oh, and also, also, there's a school called Envy that you can turn on. Envy makes it to where when you turn your flashlight on, you're, you're camouflaged. Yeah. So it makes it slightly more doable. Yeah. But still not at all. Because if you think about it, even if the enemies can't see you, they're still shooting in your general direction. Oh, wow. So you still have to dodge the bullets. It's just, with that on, it makes it to where they can't see where, like, they don't have a specified place to shoot. Yeah. They're still all volleying at you, though. So it's still, it's still virtually impossible, even with Indy on. But with it off, they're all aiming at you. And all invisible enemies are aiming at you at the same time. Yeah. And shooting insanely quick because one of the modifiers makes him shoot quicker, I think, or something like that. And I think the most impressive part for me, because I watched, like, Moist Critical's video, or I don't know whose video it was. Just so. call him Charlie. Charlie. You know, me and, me and Charlie, we're actually on a first-name basis. But, you know, I watched Charlie's video, and basically at one point to skip an entire section of the game... This man had to get an enemy above him and then continuously attack and then cancel his attack so many times without getting hit or dropping because if he dropped off the map, the entire run was done. And he somehow does that, skips an entire section of the game to get to the final level, which he manages to beat. Yeah, the, and then that was one of the feats of the challenge is that you, you could use in-game glitches but you couldn't, like, do additional stuff. You couldn't, like, you know, cheese it or whatever. It was just yeah. in-game stuff that was already part of the game, like, from the creators you could you could utilize. Yeah. But... And, you know... But, but yeah. What? Speaking of, you know, like, the game difficulties in Halo, I believe... Wasn't there a Dark Souls game where if you put it on easy mode, the game became, like, impossible to beat? I don't... Well, Dark Souls doesn't have different difficulties. I feel like there was an older one that... Or it was some game like that where it was super hard to beat in the first place. I think I know what you're talking but about. But if you put it on easy mode, you would, like, get killed because of how hard it was. And they would say something about, you know, like, you little baby. Something like, you put it on baby mode, this is what you get. No, I think I know what you're talking about. Well, that, that didn't happen that I know of. But, um... Because, because like they actually had a statement that said something. It was the the guy that's the director of the Dark Souls franchise. Yeah. You know he directed the games and all that. It's some Japanese name like Mitsubishi. Something like that. But yeah, basically. 
Um, he said that they're never going to do um, difficulty ratings for the game. Yeah. And the reason for that is because ultimately in Dark Souls, or just Souls-like games, which includes like Elden Ring, Bloodborne, all those, mm -hmm. um, it's ultimately as difficult as you want it to be. It's no more difficult or less difficult than you want it to be because you can use in-game things like farming for souls, runes, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. You to to farm for XP. You can farm for it in these different places because you know they have they have checkpoints. Yeah. When you have a checkpoint, and then you have enemies that you can kill to get these you know runes or, or souls or whatever XP. Mm -hmm. You can kill them. Go to the checkpoint. Then whenever you whenever you go to a checkpoint, yeah. all the enemies, all the like mobs like that that are not a boss will respawn. Mm -hmm. So you can just go kill them, go back to the checkpoint, go kill them, back to the checkpoint, so on and so forth. Yeah. Continually to just gain XP. And eventually just you just become so powerful that Exactly. You can you can, you can one you can one shot bosses by doing that. Yeah. So the game is is exactly as difficult as you want it to be. That's how they've always been. Yeah. And that's why they won't have difficulty ratings is because, you know, I mean, it's, if you want it to be hard, like really hard, yeah, and probably longer as well, then all you have to do is not level up. Yeah, I understand. Like, yeah. and if no. you want to like level up a bunch, you can just defeat anything you want. And it's not exactly. that hard. I mean, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that honestly, well, okay. because because it still requires you to have mastered the mechanics. Yeah. In, in that in that degree, because like the bosses, a lot. I mean, it depends. You know, it varies from boss to boss. Yeah. But you know, they have different move sets. Yeah. And a lot of them will move really quickly. So you know, no matter if you level up or not, I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna become easier because you can, you know, you you hit harder. Yeah. And you can take more damage, and you know different things like that. You don't get different ailments as quickly. You can just, just you know, everything gets better the more you. Well, I mean, not because like in those games you choose what attribute yeah. you level up. So it's not like every one level everything on your character increases. Yeah. It's like you choose like you know strength. Just one like one of those levels will be like you're leveling up strength by one. Okay. So. Um, so I played a few games like that. Yeah, I still have not played Dark Souls though. It's it's um, I've only I've played Elden Ring and I'm I'm in the end game of Elden Ring for my first playthrough. I'm like level 140 or so, level 136 actually I think, and I'm trying to beat the Fire Giant right now. That's stupid bugger. Wow. Like no dude, the Fire. Oh my goodness, don't even get me started on the Fire Giant. It's it's so stupid. It's it, the boss can like. It has, like, a giant shield. Yeah. You know? And it can, like... Because you're in, like, the mountain... It's what's called the mountaintops of the giants. Okay. And then you can... It can, like, shovel snow at you and then cause an avalanche. Bruh. So it one-shots you if you get hit by the avalanche. And there's, like... So you have a horse that you can, like... You can mount. Mm-hmm. And, and basically you have to, like, dismount on the horse and that'll give you, like one second of invisibility. Yeah. Essentially, it's called an iframe, invincibility frame. Yeah. But it's like, it doesn't, he can't hit you if you're dismounting at the exact right time. So, 
That's how you can dodge that, but then... Bruh. But then, he can also do this move where he, like, sprints at you with the giant shield. And then just slams you down, and, like, everything around around you is just mutilated. Like, because it's such a huge range that he can hit. Yeah. And then if you go under him, which most people would, you know, say to do, yeah. you go under him and then attack his legs. Okay. If you, if you try to do that... Because doesn't he have, like, he, a weak spot in his leg? Yeah, he has He has a shackle. And then if you take his shackle off, then you can deal more damage by hitting that weak spot. And he also staggers for a few seconds. Okay. But, bas- but basically, um, he can, like, jump up in the air and, like, slam his shield down if you're under him and he'll, like, do area damage right there. Yeah. And then he can also, he can roll. Okay. The, the giant can roll away from you. So you're, like, right under him. You're like, Yo, let's go. I'm going to... I'm gonna hit him a few times, and then he, he just rolls away from you. Yeah, that's dumb. So the battle is like—I don't know if you guys are familiar with the term, but it, it's called a gimmick battle, okay. where you're basically constantly moving. Oh, it's a giant gimmick battle. So, though, yeah, but that's that makes it much more difficult. Yeah. And then even in the second phase. He like he rips his own leg off because he because you know he realizes I've got a weak spot right there. Right. I and wish so he I rips was, his leg off. I wish I was man enough to realize that I have a like. For those of you who don't know, I have really weak knees. I really wish I was man enough to just rip my own leg off because of my weakness in my knees. But then, but then he like, uh, but then he also he changes his move setup. So now he now he deals ridiculous um, fire attacks. He can, like, do these fiery orbs. Yeah. And they, like, start coming at you. Um, really, they're really slow. But if they get anywhere near you, they explode like a huge explosion. Just knocks you off your horse. You're immobile for, like, two or three seconds. Yeah. See, this is the reason so it's not like you're screwed. This is the reason I can't play games like this. Cause I feel like I would spend forever... Mastering his like first move set, figuring out how to beat that, and then I finally make it to the second phase, and he just like turns into a completely different boss. Like as far as his move set goes, I would throw whatever game controller I have. I would raid so hard. Oh, I've, like, it's not even funny. Oh, dude, I got infuriated last night because I kept, I I tried to beat him like five different times. It was something like that. It wasn't that many. But I tried to beat him like a few times last night, and then every time, I didn't deal a single bit of damage to him. <laughs> he one-shot me every time before I even did any damage to him, and I'm level 140. Yeah, like, and I mean, I'll, and like some people will say like, "Oh, you don't have enough in your health." I've got 40 Viger, like, which is that's out of 99. Okay. So, that's a good level, basically. Yeah. 40 is you know a good level. A lot of people would say 40. Is where you should be at at that point in the game because, like, he didn't. Okay, he didn't one shot me, but he like would stagger me and then hit me multiple times. Dude. So even though even though my health was high enough that yeah. he was he wasn't one shotting me, he would he would stagger me with like the avalanche, which would like do like maybe a half of my health or so, and then he would come and like slam the thing down on me after while I'm staggered. No, honestly, that's how I feel when I play Smash Brothers. Because, like, I'll go online. Like, I just stay in, like, the confines of playing the C- CPUs most of the time. 
But then every now and then I venture out into the deep web, the the online community, and some guy playing as a Street Fighter character just decides to have memorized all the secret moves, can combo into like any ability, and I'm just like, I have no chance. What's the purpose of this? Yeah, and that that's the thing too, is that if you really want to test your your skill, you need to do co-op for for a lot of games. Now, Elden Ring, Elden Ring's co-op is kind of broken right now, okay. in a way. Why is that? Because I mean I understand it, but at the same time I think it's pretty broken. Whenever you like, you have this thing called it's called a bloody finger, okay. and you can use it to invade other worlds. And if you use it, bloody finger. <laughs> You're you're going. They're gonna always put you in a world that has more than one person in it. Okay. So, like people are playing co-op. Yeah. You're invading people that are playing co-op. So it's it's gonna always be a two v one situation. Oof. So it's it's kind of kind of broken in that sense. I mean, it's not gonna always be that way. Yeah. But like, ninety percent of the time, Dang. it's gonna be that way. Like when people can. People can make it more likely that they get invaded, yeah. like if you're a single person, but it's, it's not as likely if you're a single player to be invaded, and you're not very, li- you're not very likely to have an even matchup yeah. if you aren't, but that's what I'm talking about. If you want to test your skill, then co-op in that game, like if you're able to consistently kill two people in a world that, you know, depending on where you're at in the game when you invade, yeah. you know, could be similarly leveled to you. Like, you're kind of cracked if you're able to kill two people at the same time. And most of the time, this this, this happened to me today. Yeah. Um, one of them will be, like, a mage, like, like a wizard kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Then they'll have another guy that's got, that's got like, an, a massive hammer. So, so one is just, like, doing range damage to you. you got to do- dodge the spells of that person. And the other one's just, like, jumping in the air and slamming the hammer down on you, like, repeatedly. So it's difficult to dodge both. It's difficult to have enough stamina to rule uh, consecutively and then also deal damage to him. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, moves, when you're making a move, it takes stamina. When you're rolling, it takes stamina. But, yeah. um, Okay, honestly, I know this is a gaming episode. And so I feel kind of bad about doing this, but I wanted to get this off my chest while it's still on my mind and still, you know, fresh and we have the information. We just saw a movie, didn't we? (laughs) It it was a movie. It had to do with a lot of trains and a lot of bullets. The movie was called Bullet Train. And it is quite possibly the movie of all time. (laughs) Like, and I don't say that very often. I mean, I'd have to agree with you on that. So, basically, the premise of the movie is these people are on a bullet train. Well, you, you can't even say that. There's like six different premises to this movie. That's valid. There are like six different storylines. I mean, the person that wrote this movie, they were like, like you know, I'm on, I'm on this you know lower plane of existence. This, yeah. this person that wrote the movie is in all of them at the same time. He is basically an all-knowing being that is capable of thinking thoughts that I could never dream of. Because, <laughs> I mean, this storyline, you'd have, you'd have to be freaking Stephen Hawking to understand it. Like, 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 you'd have to be, you'd have to be, like, 
if okay, if Adam, because he lived like nine hundred years, if he studied everything every single day for nine hundred years, he still wouldn't get the storyline. No, like Nathan, you won a unicorn at the friggin' arcade earlier. No, that's way off topic. The only, We're already off topic. The only way I can describe my emotions when watching that movie is by flipping the unicorn's insides inside out, and he becomes angry. He's an angry unicorn now. This is me. This is me when I watch the movie. Like, why? Why, why does anything matter? Yeah, I won, I won one of those, um, one of those uni- Okay, so they have, like, those reversible toys that you put on your head. Yeah, and I won one of those. It, it, one of them is like when you when you flip it one way, it's a happy unicorn. When you flip it the other way, it's an angry unicorn. So it's pretty cool. It was the only thing we could get. We wanted to get a Mogus. But if I'm being honest, though, angry unicorn looks pretty sick. Okay, I can't unsee this. Why does he have a whole frowny face right there? Huh? <laughs> it's eyes and then a full frowny face. Oh my <laughs> Wow. Guys, he has like a mouth and a couple nostrils above that, but it just looks like a frowny face. Like, it, it looks like he has four eyes and then one mouth, is basically what he's trying to say. Yeah, like right where his mouth is, it looks like an emoji. Anyway. But anyway, um, back to the movie, okay? So basically, like, let me give you a quick rundown. Japanese guy, he has worker guy. But he also has another guy good at killing people. Guy good at killing people becomes right beside Japanese guy. Guy good at killing people kills Japanese guy and also all of his people except the guy that was with the Japanese guy. And then Ryan Reynolds (laughs) appeared for two seconds in the movie and he gets replaced by Brad the best two seconds of my the life. The best two seconds. I wish I was freaking... Oh, man, I just forgot his name and I just said it. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I wish I was him. I wish I could get paid so much money to be in two seconds of a movie. You realize how right. awesome that would be? And, like, dude. So, basically, this whole movie happens on a train. The whole movie... I made a joke at the beginning of the movie, like, oh, I wonder if this whole movie's just gonna be, like, the rest, because they got on the train at the beginning of the movie, I was like, I wonder if the rest of this movie is just gonna be them on the train, and I'm sorry to say that I was right, literally the entire movie was on the train, and there's basically, like, five or six different storylines that they try to make you remember all at once Mm -hmm. as you're watching this movie. And at random points, they will just introduce new characters and then kill them, like, three minutes later. Yeah, and basically, they had they had two choices. They could have either won. Yeah, I think they're closing. Yeah, I think so. But um, they had, you know, one of two choices to make. They could either pay a screenwriter very well to make a good storyline, or they could... Hey, Ryan Reynolds to be in the movie for two seconds. Who is that other girl that came they in also, the end, no, too? They, they also paid Sandra Bullock to be in the movie for, like, five minutes. <laughs> then they also paid this other dude. I don't know his name, but he's one of those famous actors like Sandra Bullock or 
Yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. So it was like three really big actors they had in the movie. Yeah. And for I like mean, a few seconds yeah. or minutes. At least we got to see Brad Pitt for like the whole movie. Like, but everybody else still like never saw it. And the weird thing is, they mention nothing about Ryan Reynolds or anybody else ever. You just see it when you watch the movie. Yeah. They, they never like name drop him or anything. They just kind of like put him in there as an Easter egg. Nintendo. Oh my word, Nintendo. I hate Nintendo. I love and I hate Nintendo. You know, I think we should have an anti-ad for Nintendo. We don't typically announce it beforehand. We should. But I think that Nintendo doesn't even deserve surprise. I think we should. I think it doesn't even deserve to be a surprise to the viewers. They, they should know right now what they're getting. Take it away. Guys, um, it pains me to inform you that Nintendo is the anti-ad of this video because Nintendo sucks. They don't like their fan base. All they like is money. They like money. And that is why, for this ad, I am introducing for the first time on this channel Sega. Sega is the sponsor of this ad because they also hate Nintendo and we like Sega. We like Sonic, uh, Egghead, live action Sonic with teeth. And that is the reason that we had this ad today. They paid us a lot of money for this. This is an official sponsorship by Sega against Nintendo. I just want you guys to know that. Now back to the podcast. Yeah, basically, Nintendo. Uh, see, they have something good. They have a bunch of really, really memorable characters. Yes. A bunch of really good games, but then they don't capitalize on the things they should capitalize on. No. And they were. It's like it's like they have like um like Splatoon. Splatoon yeah. could be Dude. an enormous esports opportunity. They're making Splatoon three. Like, see, that's what, they, that's what they do. They focus on making more games instead of evolving the games they have. Like, yes. see, you see, like, Rocket League. Like, there isn't a Rocket League 2 or Rocket League 3. What are they doing? They're making Rocket League is one of the top competitive games in the world. Yes, and right Fortnite. Now. Whereas, if Fortnite was so good, why is there no Fortnite Honestly, 2? Honestly, Splatoon could be that. Dude, and like, I'm telling the, you. See, they aren't making Fortnite 2. They're making, they're making Fortnite into something big. Yeah. And that's what they could do with Splatoon. And see, that's a, that's the thing, because Splatoon is a really cool concept. Exactly. And a fun game. I had Splatoon 1 and 2. I'm not getting 3. But they were really good games. I liked them. But, see, the thing about Nintendo is they hate their fan base. They don't have paid tournaments. Like, and see, that's the biggest thing. Especially Smash Brothers. Like, like Smash Brothers. Like, even freaking Clash Royale. Yes. Cla no, Clash Royale. Right now, I competed in it. They're doing a a tournament for um there's a one million dollar prize pool. Anyone in the world that has Clash Royale, they can sign up for the tournament or they could have like a few days ago. Like but it's it's ended now. And then it's they, an, they already it, have the first qualifying round. Incredibly smaller like company than Nintendo. Like, uh, like oh man. And I mean, yeah, Supercell's made like a few mobile games. Yeah. Nintendo has made. Nintendo's been around for like 40 years. Mm hmm. Supercell's like 10 years old. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like, like, like they're, oh, they're being man. outplayed by, by a very small company that knows what they're doing. Yeah. Because, well, because like, they're, ha they're having that tournament. The top winner in the world, whoever wins it, um, will get $250,000. Yeah. And then it's like the top 40 people in the world. 
the, I think the 40th person gets like a thousand because it like works its way down you know it gets like a hundred thousand for like a few people yeah you know and diff- different stuff there's like it's like like a million dollars that they're all it, it's it's a it's just it's great um, I was really happy to see that they were doing that because you have a hyper competitive game but a hyper competitive game no matter how competitive it, it is will eventually die out if you don't incentivize the competitiveness yeah so like Splatoon if they just did a little bit of money like even like twenty thousand dollars yeah which for, for, the, the, for the top winner which to them is literally nothing exactly that's what I'm saying like twenty thousand dollars to Nintendo that's like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a second to them because yeah. they, they sell so many games so many in-game purchases it's not even funny yes but uh, if they just did a tiny a tiny thing like that they could build a super competitive game that's done like with tournaments worldwide mm-hmm. and then they will end up making money off of them losing money yeah. that's what every, everybody gets it and everyone see, else every other company gets it you have to spend money to make it and you know if you're doing things to make your game more competitive more people will buy it yeah. more people will buy skins and different things in the game because it's super competitive and see the thing is even like Splatoon Splatoon isn't a hugely like competitive game within the community but they have which Splatoon is an amazing opportunity to have a game like that but they literally have a game that has I like so many tournaments Super Smash Brothers literally so many tournaments are held for this game none of them done by Nintendo like that's such a missed opportunity it really is because they literally already have the platform like people are already doing the tournaments they just aren't doing them exactly and then like Splatoon I'm pretty sure that people tried to do because like like you said there aren't tournaments and things happening for it at least regularly yeah and that's because Nintendo shuts them down that's why that's why Splatoon isn't a insanely competitive game. Oh my it, word! It, it very it very easily could be, but Nintendo shuts it down every single time. This is another thing I hate so much about Nintendo, is they don't like imagination or anything in their games. They think they should be played the way they're supposed to be played, and anything outside of that is wrong. A good example of that is. Super Mario 64. Okay, there were a ton of glitches in that game back in the day, which I would say is a good amount of the reason that game was so popular. Like, the glitches became a part of that game. They invented the backward long jump and a bunch of other things that became part of Mario culture. And that was all glitches. And they released a new version of it like a, a just a re-release of it on the Switch, but they took away all the glitches, and like it makes it a completely different game. And like there was another thing um, on Roblox, a company on Roblox basically made a game. It was called Pokemon Brick Bronze. It was a Pokemon remake on Roblox, and it was like so many players played it. People like people had thousands of dollars in this game as far as like the money they spent in the game to play it and stuff and Nintendo saw this small little game on Roblox and decided to sue them 
Instead of saying, hey, this is great, our community is making fan games of our stuff, they said, no, this isn't the way it's supposed to be done. We're going to sue you. Exactly. And they could have literally just just bought the rights to it or something like yes. that. And then expanded once again. See, the thing with Nintendo, it's a dying company. Yeah. And the reason it's a dying company is because of poor leadership that refuses to adapt or expand to an evolving culture. Yes. Shigeru Miyamoto, get your act together, man. Ult- Come on, on Honestly, now. honestly. Because, like, competitive esports is, is the... Is, a big thing in the future. Yeah. I know that. That's that's obvious. Nintendo refuses to get on board. And because of that, they will they will not have a presence in competitive esports in a few years. No. And their numbers are gonna decrease drastically. <sighs> What's the other thing you said? About what? About Nintendo. You just said two negative oh, things. Oh, they just don't like they don't like you right, playing right, their right, games just, in a way they that they it, don't make it. They could have expanded it to to Roblox, a Entirely new platform that yes. games are played on. I mean, a ton of people use Roblox. Yes, dude. like they could have expanded their presence to another game, like Pokemon. A Brick different Bronze. company. Pokemon Brick Ro- Bronze was already one of the most popular games on Roblox. They could, like you said, they could have easily bought the rights to it and expanded their platform onto Roblox, giving them more of an avenue into different fan bases. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my word. Like, they just, they squander opportunities. They focus only on the numbers to a T to such a degree that they miss out on opportunities for bigger numbers. And I will never, I repeat, never forgive Nintendo for not putting my favorite Nintendo character, Waluigi, into Super Smash Bros. After literally the entire fan base cried out for him to be in the game. One of their like ori- one of their like original Mario characters. They wanted him in the game. So many people asking for it. But instead, they put in like seven or eight characters from a game called Fire Emblem, which was which is popular over in Japan. Yeah, I mean Fire Emblem is it. I wouldn't hate on the fire on the fire emblem aspect of it. But they put like eight of their but characters. But I would in there. definitely hate on not having Waluigi. And if you play Smash Brothers, you know that all of the Fire Emblem characters are essentially the same character. They're they're all just sword characters that have slightly different movesets. That's valid, that's valid. And I mean Waluigi is which I mean his moveset's similar to Mario's, I think. No, because people have already made modded versions of like the previous Smash Brothers. And they've given Waluigi his own moveset and everything. It's original. It makes sense from what he is in other games. Like, it looks like he belongs in the game. But Nintendo just doesn't put him in. Hmm. Like, it, I just, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know. Literally, and there are times that he literally, like, trolled the fan base. Because in um, reveal trailers, they always do a reveal. Who trolled it? Who trolled Like, Shigeru Miyamoto, Nintendo... Because before they announce a um, Smash character, they always do a reveal trailer that's kind of like, you know, a big reveal for whatever character it is. And there's probably like two or three times that they purposefully made you think that it's Waluigi and then reveal somebody else. (laughs) Just to kind of spite the fan base. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I don't know, it's a dying company ultimately. They've got really memorable characters, but... 
just I don't horrible know. leadership. Just terrible leadership. It, like, the fact that two teenagers can, like, figure out what is completely wrong with your company is kind of sad, to be honest. I mean, honestly, though, I, I feel like it's easier for, you know, people from an outside perspective to just point out flaws in big companies oh, like it's that. Def- it's definitely easier. I feel like it's more I feel like it's more easy for us too than someone in it because like from their perspective, it's like it's probably a bunch of old dudes that, oh, are, that are like, you know, we've got the, we've got these great games, you know, we we've always sold them this way, so why would we change them now? And a lot of the stuff that he does It's because, like they don't recognize the opportunities. Because Shigeru Miyamoto is from Japan, that's where it's grown up and that's where I mean a lot of Nintendo's stuff, like revenue and stuff, comes from Japan as well as the U.S. They actually just opened up a theme park in Japan called Super Mario, or it's a it's Nintendo Land or something like that. But it's like a whole theme park of Nintendo stuff, which is pretty sick. But, like, a lot of their stuff, revenue comes from Japan and stuff, so a lot of the decisions they make are more to accommodate the Japanese fan base more than ours. That's valid. But I think there is a, uh, there's an American headquarters, though, and, and like, I think American things are ran. There is. I think it's it's like an American franchise, if I can say it that way. It's, It's, it's like, it's like you have, like, a franchise of a, of a, um, it's like you have like you have like there is like, like so you have like Chick Fil A, you have like somebody that comes and they like they like buy a part of the business yeah. and they like set up their own Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. It's like it's still part of the bigger Chick Fil A, but it's also you know owned by that individual yeah. person. Definitely. I think it's the same kind of concept for like the American Nintendo. It's like we run our own stuff, but there's also an overhead, which is the big bad bear Japanese Nintendo. That's what, like, honestly, what I was about to say is just, I think that's what it is, because I think the, um, president of, like, the U.S. Nintendo Corporation or whatever, ironically, his name is Bowser, I think, (laughs) but, um... (laughs) That makes complete sense. And so he does, like, have, oversee and have control over a lot of stuff, but like you said, Shigeru Miyamoto in Japan has the overall say. Like, he has the most say of anybody. But he don't have the most narcissist... Nars... That word. That word. That, yes. That, that self-revolving, all-consuming word. Narwhal. <laughs> narcissistic. Um, the most narcissistic thing. Yeah. Um... They had, they, nobody just saw that. Um, basically, that okay. The the leader of Nintendo, what's his name? Shigeru Miyamoto. That name. He has his own Pokemon card. It is literally a picture of Shigeru Miyamoto. It's a picture of him on the card for the picture of the Pokemon or whatever. <laughs> like the move is like something stupid. Like you know. It's like I like 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 hate my fan base or something like that. Bruh. And then, um, so it's it's like a collectible promotional card they made like only a few of. Yeah. And ironically, it's like one of the most valuable cards in w- the entire thing. I would expect so. That's exactly what they did it for, though. They make a very limited edition of. About like, that. I mean, it just I, annoyed me. If I owned a company like that and I made like cards like that, 
Honestly, I might do the same thing, to be honest. Like, imagine if you own Nintendo, would you make your own Pokemon card and then make, like, two of them so they then become the most, like, valuable Pokemon card in existence? But, like, the thing is, though, about value is that people have to want it. Yeah. Who, Dude, who in the heck wants that? You could make five of them and it'd be like the Willy Wonka golden ticket. <laughs> Where if you find the Shigeru Miyamoto card, you get to, like, become Shigeru Miyamoto's secretary at Nintendo. Brother. Which is basically what happened to Willy Wonka, to be honest. Basically. Nathan, we've been talking for, like, 40 minutes. We've been talking for a while. Yeah. It's been interesting to me. It has. I don't really know or care if anyone else has been, has been interested by it, but, you know. They probably haven't, but If, if you have, then it. leave a sub, you know, leave a like. Just, uh. Recommend hit, us. Hit that like button. Just, uh. <laughs> hit, hit that little bell. Hit the silly subscribe button. Put your, uh, social security oh, card and credit card number and the silly, three silly little digits on the back in the comments. And with that being said, I think it might be time to end this with a salute, maybe? Maybe. I think mean, we I could. So. We could salute. I think it's about that time. Yeah. So, uh. Salute. Salute. D. D